Welcome to Sisterhood Meets Motherhood, the podcast where two goddesses who happen to be related by marriage discuss all things family, purpose, sisterhood, faith, spirituality, and all the other divinely messy parts of womanhood. Every other week, Kendra and Sophie unmask from all the daily roles required of the modern woman to bring you refreshing and truthful conversations that remind you that you are, in fact, never alone on the journey. We're back for episode two. It's been so fun to get to connect in this way and share and really blend the need and the love that is in sisterhood with motherhood and all the other roles that we have to play and we get to play as women. And just bringing it back full circle. Like this is an idea we had and now seeing it come to fruition. It's really fun and exciting. I'm glad we're back with episode two. We have this amazing topic today. That's something we all deal with. And it's um, maybe not spoken up as much about as it should be. But today we're going to dive in on anxiety. Speaking of anxiety, <laughs> like, and we'll, we'll get into the psychology of it and, and how to support it and also just how to accept it. But a really important tool for managing anxiety is simple awareness. Mm-hmm. So checking in, checking in with your mind, body, yeah. and soul. And with that, we like to start all of our podcasts with just seeing what, how we are being in this moment versus how we're doing. It's this little mind shift change of words that to start your day and to start things. And so Sophie, how are you being in this moment? Well, we're talking about anxiety. We're going to talk about anxiety and I'm noticing a little anxiety, <laughs> like just a little bit of uh-huh. tension in my heart. And, and I experienced that a lot and I learned sure. to accept it. And so it's kind of just this feeling of like, okay, like my heart's feeling a little fluttery mm-hmm. and, and I'm also here and grounded and excited to see how the sensation moves through as we talk about anxiety. I think it's a beautiful thing to just be able to see it, accept it and know what it is. Cause we all feel that feeling in our chest, that tightness or that butterflies in your stomach. It's, it's real. These emotions play out in your body. And so I think recognizing it is huge. And for me in this moment, how I'm being is, is just that as well. When you were saying that I'm like, oh, I can relate. My chest is a little bit tight too, even though I'm excited and I'm happy to be here. It's just real life, you know, of everything going on. And I think when you're aware of it and then you can have tools and I'm excited to learn more from my sister-in-law over here, just about what actually anxiety is. And I know how I feel about it in the sense of like how I deal with it as a mom, like where, how I feel it and recognize it now that I'm being more aware of it and the natural tools that I use in the wellness space, but also just to actually get some expert advice and knowledge into exactly what anxiety is, where it comes from and um, like how it just kind of manifests into our life and how we can control it as well. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a little explanation mm-hmm. um, and then we'll get into some story and experience because I really feel like that helps land the mm-hmm. idea in more of a heart-based space, but for our brains, because our brains really like to know what things are. We like exactly. to feel like we're in control. Um, anxiety is a symptom of nervous system dysregulation. 
I learned a lot of this from my amazing teacher in Boulder, Lisa Dion. She's another therapist in the area. And um, she taught me that we always feel like we want to exist in this mindful, attached to self, poised, grounded. I'm sleeping well. (laughs) I'm hearing everything you're saying. We're communicating so well. There's this space that we love to be in. And it's it's literally the rest and digest place of the nervous system where we can relax and Mm -hmm. recover. Um, It's a really good place to spend a lot of time. However, the reality is in today's world and just being human, we spend a lot of time dysregulated. Mm -hmm. So we'll either swoop over to this hypo aroused state that's like checked out, lethargic, depressed, like I don't even care, (laughs) isolated, or we'll swing into this hyper aroused space, which can look like aggression and anger because it's really the fight, flight or freeze response, or it can look like internalized racing thoughts and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So anxiety is really an internalized, so inside of us, stress response. We're having a stress response to feeling overwhelmed. Maybe there's just too much on our plate. Maybe we've experienced some really tough things that we haven't had time to process, like too much happened too soon. And that energy has to go somewhere. And I think that's so real too. I mean, even when you're trying to be in that balanced space, right? You start your day in that and then you're driving and someone honks and cuts you off. And like, we live in this crazy wild world. And so seeing that definition of it, it helps for me. I love having that like visual definition in my mind of like, this is what's happening and why. And now I know how I can be aware of it and bring it back to, for me, it's like homeostasis is the word that I, that really connects to me. Um, and just having that it's real life. It can get off each direction. And we just talked about this before we started too, like, when we look at the category of hyper and hypo arousal, my, my kids fall in different categories too. So how I can support them and meet them where they're at, because they're, we're all individual beings, but we all deal with this on a daily basis. And anxiety isn't a word to be like shameful. Mm-mm. It's actually so real. And just so you know, both of us and everyone listening to this, wherever you are in the world, you deal with anxiety, whether you recognize it or not. And there's a beautiful space of that recognition and healing. I'm so glad you said that because I'm realizing, as you said, that I've carried some shame around my anxiety. Sure. Yeah, like I, we all do. because I, because I'm supposed to be this licensed therapist and I help space for people and I'm in the mother role, and I, mm-hmm. I have shame around the part of me that's kind of losing her shit. <laughs> and it's real. It's yeah. okay. Like, I'm like, oh man, yeah. I can't tell you how. Okay, how nice it is to hear when other moms are like, ah, oh, I've had this day and my kid did this and I lost my crap. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one that does that. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. And and I many times at night lay there and ask for forgiveness for being upset with the boys. And then I'm like, but I understand why. Like they were out of control today. I need to be in a place that I help them. But it, I'm it's okay to be human. It's okay to be human and to, you know, we're all gonna, you're gonna be on that spectrum. You, it's not realistic to stay in that homeostasis and that perfect rest and digest. I love how you said that, um, space that's not realistic, but you're going to go off and you've got to bring it back. Yes. And you're reminding me that the whole point of this model is that we never stay in center. Everything's moving. So we're constantly moving in and out of regulation, which is what life is. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, hello, anxiety. Hello, hyper aroused state. And then how can I come back to center and being in the center doesn't necessarily mean feeling calm. It might just mean feeling present to the experience you're having. Like, just like we did before, when I actually just get present to the sensation of the tightness in my chest, it's no longer anxiety, it's just sensation. Uh And I'm actually here with you and I'm not stuck in the loops. Um, Absolutely. But I'm curious to unpack this a little more. Like, how 
has your relationship with anxiety and thought looping been throughout your life? Is it something that you've always found to be present or is it very much struggled with it? Oh yes. Very much struggled with it. And I think now in the place that I'm in, in the walk of life, looking back over the last 34 years of, of all the things I'm like, Oh, like, you know, you're more aware of it, but very much with motherhood. And this started with my oldest son who was born premature. I had him at 35 weeks, preeclampsia, very traumatic, almost lost our lives, both of us. So my, my journey to motherhood started like, like Hiroshima bomb that I never expected. Mm. So I had very much anxiety and you can ask my husband about this as well. And this brought a lot of attention to our, our marriage and our relationship in the sense of we parented very different. And when I went through this traumatic experience, it was like my anxiety as a mother and I would like, if Kingston was walking, I, my mind went to this place of he's going to trip and fall and hit his head and have a concussion and die and be brain dead forever. Or like, it was like this extreme anxiety because my motherhood journey started with him being emergency C-section, stopping breathing in a NICU NICU for 14 days, watching him on tubes. Like, so I had, like, it brings me attention to talk about it. But the beautiful part is, is that I learned so much from it. And then I got to experience two other very beautiful, natural childbirths that were so like calming and how it was meant to be. And so I've, I've had a best, the best of the best and worst of all the, you know, pregnancy journeys, which is something I'm very passionate about sharing and we'll touch more in, in future podcasts. But, um, I would say my parenting anxiety was unreal mm-hmm. and it's wild because it like, even to this day, I have to work on it daily. And I've, and I'm very proud of myself where I've came, like where I've come from and how I'm here. But even today, like I will get upset or yell at my kids. And I'm like, well, that's not fair because I'm getting upset at them because I just care for them and I don't want them to get hurt. Or like I have three little boys and so they're wild and crazy. And there's times they do something that I'm like, I told you not to do that. Like we could have prevented this. And so my anxiety is very much there mm-hmm. and it's still there, but I recognize it. And I'm like, okay. Or I might yell and be human. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have shame in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I lost my crap, but I'm going to bring it back. And I'm going to talk to the boys. Like, I apologize for losing my crap. Cause it's going to happen. They're real too. So I think just being human in that, but very, very much my journey in life. I think when you ask about anxiety, the first thing that pops up is for motherhood. And it's just that role that it brings so much, you know, importance to, but it also can be anxiety can very much crush you in the motherhood role too. Something that really goes unnoticed that I see a lot in my practice working with kids and families, and usually they come in because their child is having some symptom, whether it's bouncing off the walls or chewing on things or, you know, some compulsion that they can't stop. And almost always there's anxiety at the root. And Mm -hmm. I've found a lot of times there's birth trauma that created an anxious attachment. Yeah. It's like, wow. Because mom was like, this is scary. Kid was like, what? And there, and so there is, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but there's a lot of trauma healing around the birth trauma to find full safety. I mean, the opposite of anxiety is safety, emotional and physical safety Mm -hmm. so that you can be you and I can be me and we can be here together, but it's not like an enmeshment of like, are you okay? Am I okay? You know, oh my gosh, I do say this. I literally am like just overviewing the three births Mm -hmm. and labors and my kids are to the T that in yeah. this moment right now, yeah. like to the T, my oldest, my middle, my youngest. And we'll unpack that in an episode with my pregnancy journeys. But now that you say that very much plays yeah. true to that. I so believe it. How, how kids come into the world, they're letting you know what some of their patterns are going to be. Wow, yeah. And we can heal patterns. Absolutely. So this is something I've really been thinking a lot about. So there's been struggles I've had in my life. Um, 
there was a struggle I had with an eating disorder. There was different traumas I went through and I was really able to get the right support and heal those things. And more recently, I've been thinking to myself, there's been some moments of meditation where I've said to myself, I can heal my anxiety. Like I, it doesn't have to be a story. Like it doesn't have to be a story that I'm an anxious human. And I know that my life would feel more spacious and the people around me would actually get to feel my love more if I was in a more rooted space. And as Mm -hmm. I'm saying that, I know that that I'm doing that more and more. And I know you have that part yes. too. Yeah. And part of healing anxiety is, yeah, is accepting that sometimes it's there and it just has information. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not an anxious person like with an anxiety disorder, but I'm a human and I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. And sometimes anxiety comes to give me some information. It's that recognition. Like you were saying, like when you're going off the loop and you're over here and you're like, oh, hi, anxiety. Like you're here. Why are you here? Let's get to that. And then how I can get back. Instead yeah. of just living in that state, which obviously brings a lot to your body physically as well. It can bring on a lot of physical forms of um, stomach aches yeah. and sicknesses and different things as well. And I think as you were saying that my, the message that came across my heart and my mind was your mess is your message. And then like, we've all go through things. People can relate to it, but you also be like, you're in control. And that's a beautiful place to be like control what you can control, but also do it. Like you get to be in control of your anxiety take action on, on the energy of it. So how do we do that? Like, what are some tools that you would use um, as a therapist that you could recommend? So it's being brave enough to slow down and listen. So, so often that it sounds so easy, but it's so It's brave. It's like, we we did the brave oil. We talked about that. But basically anxiety has so much information. We get to trust our bodies that there's always messages in every symptom or or experience that we're having. So generally for me, if anxiety comes up, there's some way that I'm not totally feeling safe. So I might actually just need to take self-responsibility to find safety, like go lay down and take some breaths, go for a ground and move energy through my body because I'm just holding too much. Um, or sometimes there's intuition and there might be a boundary that I need to set. Like, oh, I'm feeling really anxious Ooh, about like that. going to this event. Is it just like a normal amount of fear and anxiety because it's something new? Or is it actually my intuitive system saying like, that's not a good fit for you. Like you don't need to go there and take in that experience. Yeah. It's it's just not right. Like if we can really start to tune in and listen and trust it and work with it and sit sit with the discomfort of like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. like really talking to like, hi, like, (laughs) why are you here in this moment? So in this moment, the little bit of anxiety I'm still experiencing, it's like, well, one, we we drink coffee. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, like there's an up, you know, there's a hyper up that happens Mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of an exciting anxiety. Like this is new and it's It's a fun one, not a scary one, but there's different forms of anxiety too, which is like, it's the message I'm getting from you is like that every emotion has a message and it's there for a purpose. And I like that because that makes it be like, okay, so in this moment, I'm excited. You know, we all do this. Like you have those hard times and you're like, uh, and then you have those moments where you're like alone in the car and you're like singing a song and you're like, making noises that you wouldn't make around other people. <laughs> I hear my oldest son do this sometimes. And I'm like, what are you doing? But he's just happy and he's just feeling it. But every emotion has a message. And so for me and the tools that I use in my wellness practice with essential oils and just taking these aromatic compounds to work with the olfactory system, the one I obviously had to bring into this episode was adaptive. This is a do- the, the, doyle, the oil of adaptability. It's a beautiful blend that was created just for this stress, anxiety, depression, the real life. And so having a natural tool to be able to support this, I apply it directly over my heart. I put it right on my wrist and I put it up and down the back of my neck. And we started the episode with this and it's just this beautiful blend that 
we'll get into this and there's so much science around the olfactory system and how you can, now that you recognize how you can control that with an essential oil and really regulate that olfactory and that, that area. And it's so calming and it's so beautiful to use with your children, um, to diffuse. We have a diffuser going in a workspace or an environment. And so having a natural tool, um, for me, it's like, I have my faith and my belief and just that recognition of being human, mm-hmm. but now I got a natural tool that I can tie in. I don't have to, I don't have to drink something or take pop a pill. And then the beautiful part for me as a mother is that, you know, you teach your children things, but for me, it's like, you have to just be the example of that more than anything. And my kids see me reach for essential oils to calm and to regulate and to mm-hmm. ground. And it's so exciting. So I just, I wish we had a sniff in a, a scratch and sniff really episode. <laughs> it really does help. Like I feel it's grounding down. And I, yeah, I love learning about the oils from Kendra and I'm just a user of them and for, for my own self-care and it works. Like I just enjoy, like I'm already feeling us coming down because I was feeling us kind of up here talking about anxiety. You talk about it, you feel it. Yeah. Now I'm more here. And so one more thing I wanted to share, because you were talking about your relationship with motherhood and anxiety. And for me, I've actually had a different experience because I became a stepmom. Yes. And for me stepping into that purpose, like really that sole purpose and that sole choice of choosing these little souls Mm -hmm. has been really grounding. It's actually been a source of, of reducing anxiety for me to, to feel a sense of purpose and responsibility. And of course there's anxious moments. And I'm sure when I birth my own child Mm -hmm. or children, I'll have a different relationship with motherhood and anxiety, but I wanted to loop that in to say like, we all have a different relationship with what anxiety is how that relates to parenting and really a good medicine to anxiety is finding purpose and passion Yes, and like really fully choosing Mm -hmm. a role and, and feeling empowered in that. And then it's like the symptoms, just the symptoms are here to let us know that we're not being true. It's like, it's real. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you're not in your total soul purpose. Like let's Um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you feel that tightness in your chest, And that's like, I think that's the best way to describe anxiety. It's like, literally you have this weight or brick on your chest and you feel it, but it's recognizing it. And it's being like, Hey, why are you, why is this showing up? Cause it's, you have to recognize it. And then you have a tool to be able to, you know, yeah, you know why it's here. So as we close, I, we love to just chat about how we can lead from the heart in this space. And so as we talked about this today, how are you going to lead with your heart in the anxious world that we live in moving forward? Yeah. So there's, um, in CBT, maybe you've heard it's cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT Never doesn't matter, but, um, basically the questions that one should ask if they're meeting anxiety is, is this true? And is this helpful? Ooh. And if neither, if both are no, or if one is no, it's probably not a thought that you need to give much more attention. Mm. So like really slowing down, like if I could really slow down when I could, I can spend 35 minutes taking action on a thought that's not even true or helpful. And so it, for me, it really is the slowing down and it's the making it a priority to, to ground mm-hmm. and just to even feel like my feet on the floor and my hips on the seat. And mm-hmm. then in this moment, there's, there's no fire, even mm-hmm. though there's part of me that's like, where's the fire? Let's run. <laughs> I think when you said that, I visually saw like a gate check yeah. of like, I'm going to check these two things. And if I go through it, okay. And you're right. Sometimes anxiety shows up for the right reasons, just like fear. Cause it's like, it's there to warn you and help you. But sometimes I would say majority of the time it's not. Mm-hmm. And it actually remind me of something I just heard a couple of weeks ago in church about 
usually the time you spend worrying and having anxiety about something is worse than if that thing actually came true. And you're creating that in your own self and creating that issue. So for me, how I'm going to leave with my heart this week, um, is to stay grounded and just be aware of that in that moment. And, um, especially with my kids, I feel like I very much, (laughs) I have to be present and focus right away each morning on not going on the crazy route of a mother in the anxiety world, even though I know it's the intentions are good. The intentions are true and they're there and they're healing. And it's because I have this very deep, like I motherhood is such a, I mean, it was like mm-hmm. the greatest gift that was given to me, but sometimes that can also be the worst, <laughs> the hardest thing too, because if you, if you aren't tapping into it in the right way, it can actually be harmful for your children in the relationship. So I just want to be present and showing up, um, l- recognizing that he's real. It's there. I have tools. I have people you can reach out to, you know, um, kind of like our first episode, it takes a village. It takes community, reach out to resources that you have, um, podcasts or whatever it is, stepping out into nature, getting that sunlight grounding, going on a run. Like she said, like, um, just try to step out and try different things that you never have to help you with your anxiety as well. And befriend it. So it's like maybe in those moments when you're feeling the anxiety come up in connection to the boys, it's like, here's anxiety. How can I take responsibility as a parent and listen to it and work with it and then say, okay, like what's the boundary I need to set? And maybe it is like, hey, we need to slow down so that you don't run into the street. Yeah. But when you're coming at your kids with the anxiety, you then end up disconnected because you yeah. go back. It's like a whole loop. And and we will do that. And it's just about coming back to center. And I call it the bounce back. Yeah. Like how quickly can you bounce back? I know your boys love basketball, so you could all, you could all work on bouncing, <laughs> bouncing. back. Um, and, and then we just move on and it doesn't have to be something that's, that's so scary. Yeah. Um, and when you do mess up and, and play in that anxiety, it's doing better the next time. It's like anything yeah. in life you learn, you grow and you know, you have that education that moves you forward through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was a fun one. We did it. We did. I think this was so powerful and so real. And I hope you guys can all connect to that as well. And just know that you are seen and you're heard in your space with anxiety and you're not alone and it's okay. And there is ways to get through it. We got this. See you soon.